the hills are alive with the sound of engines. Hey everyone, we're back. It's good to be back on the channel. Second episode, and I, for a split second, was in the Shadow Realm, but you know what? We ball, we move. How you doing, boys? Hi. Yeah, uh, yeah you were green there for a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine, actually. I was looking forward to this. What about you, Warner? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, we're I'm... apparently super quiet today. So before we go... I haven't had the chance to speak yet. We've only just opened up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? What is this? What do you mean? Anyway, yeah, I, it's been... Since we did the first episode, it's I've been looking forward to Tuesdays. I mean, yeah, it's it's the rare occurrence where we have them back to back. See, like we said, we'll be every other week from this point. But it's been the highlight uh, of that week. Like looking back at it, um, and I, I I love doing this. So, what's what's on the docket today, boys? Because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we actually haven't talked about the new expansion last time, and I really wanted to get into it uh, because it seems like it has died down a little bit after, what, a couple days, maybe? Uh, have you guys tried it? Do you guys like it? What's the... Um, I, yeah. I tried it last weekend. Mm. I'm not very much a dirt sort of guy, as I have very much skill issue on dirt, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. I like the fact that it was like a proper rally stage. There was no other cars, and you saw the car go off in front of you, and then you saw it went as well. It was great. What about you, Seppi? Yeah, I had a chance to try it, and I haven't got all the way through it yet. Um, I haven't got that far in it. Uh, but I have to say, mm. as far as expansions go, it's probably, in terms of the quote-unquote realistic ones because you've got the realistic and then you've got the crazy ones like lego hot wheels i'd say that in terms of the actual like driving and what is added in terms of the driving best expansion yeah. yet best expansion ever in my opinion i mean i don't want to beat up guy but the bar wasn't very high uh the roads are good i really love the roads uh the voices were easily mutable let's be honest uh it's hard to make tracks, and I have to say I haven't I haven't come back uh, to the expansion after like the first day. The roads are great. I, I liked doing it the the challenges in the stock car uh, in stock cars. I hate the fact that the Goliath is cross country, but other than that, in expansion, it's nice. It's nice though. It's definitely nicer than than say Hot Wheels, for mm. sure. Yeah, I think with the Hot Wheels expansion, um, it's kind of fell into this trap of a no-win situation mm -hmm. uh, because you, of course, you had Horizon 3 Hot Wheels and that's regarded as pretty much like one of the best expansions the franchise ever got. Was it um, actually that good? Yeah, FH3 Hot Wheels, chef's kiss. Mwah. Okay. Um, everyone <laughs> slandered it at the time, but when you actually went down to play it, it's because we hadn't up to that point had the absurd kind of expansion. That was the first one. Mm -hmm. And everyone was universally looking at it and thinking are you off your nut playground like genuinely are you off your nut that, yeah, that see, was the I that was the thought footage. that was the thought 
Um, and you look at the trailers, it was such a mixed bag. Like, you look at some of the comments, it was such a mixed bag. Uh, mm. But you go to drive it, you go to play it, and it was something so new, so different. It had its own jank in its own way, of course. It was the first of its kind, but it was so fun. It was so fun to drive. It's something new. You get to FH5, and yeah, uh, Hot Wheels, again, great concept. I had a lot of fun on it, um, but... I think it fell into that trap of it's either not enough mm. in terms of like just being new because it's Hot Wheels again, or it's just like a, we've seen a lot in the recent Horizon expansions. It's it's a one and done. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I I haven't played FH3. So I'm kind of behind on that, but uh, for the FH5 uh, Hot Wheels, it was literally I did one race and then said, then I'm done with it. It was just so unappealing to me, so to speak. The cars that were added, everything about it. Obviously, it was nice that the technologically was better, uh, although it broke, I think, some dirt races because of the water physics that were changed. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, not my cup of tea, to be honest. That's why this one uh, was bit of a breath of fresh air not yeah. only to me i think i think people like breezy who don't really play horizon anymore apart from uh competitive stuff they actually really enjoyed uh doing some of the sprints against the, each other in rivals yeah that was pretty good yeah overall pretty good i feel like it's always uh it was the same with fh4 that when the game came out or so i heard because again i wasn't there uh, but I do have some lore uh, now. So when the game came out, it was also broken. It was a, a bit unplayable. Uh, same with FM7, right? And then uh, when FH5 came out, when FM7 got older, everyone came to came to love the previous game because FH5 did not deliver. Let's be honest. Uh, I feel like it's becoming a trend that people are just people just don't remember. Uh, the, the previous experiences they had because FH4 I hear is still broken when it comes to loading times I don't know if it's if it's the case maybe maybe I don't have the info but yeah it is yeah it is it is still broken like Grumpy says so so I do have the correct info <laughs> yeah, I don't know. feels a bit the community forgets I think we've seen just in general a bit of a trend in terms of expansions. I know we hinted it earlier, uh, very much one and done. You look sort of back at the history and it was... So Horizon 1, you had the Rally expansion. Nothing, in my opinion, to write home about. It was good, but it was like standalone, its own little pocket. Uh, the only thing I remember it fondly for, I'll be honest, is uh, being able to do a wheelie build with Noble M600. Uh, you go okay. to Horizon 2, <laughs> and I played it on the 360, so that doesn't count. We don't talk about Horizon 2 for 360. Um, the Fast and Furious expansion. Can we? What a weird expansion that was. Did you guys ever play that? I, again, I haven't played the previous no. game, so I'm all ears for the people who haven't played, maybe. All right, th this is lore time. This is, this is lore time. Um, so, Horizon 2, they had... What was it? They had Storm Island. Mm. Um, and then the other expansion they had was Fast and Furious. But okay. not in the game. 
it was a standalone game. Okay. Like completely on its own. Wait, so, was it the Fast and Furious? Ga- no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Keep no. Talking. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. had Horizon. It was Horizon Two presents Fast and Furious. It was a standalone game. It used Horizon Two as a base, but it basically confined you to what was the town? Uh, nice. Like it confined you to that little um, that little pocket of the map. You had a little bit here and there, so like the golf course area, um, and then the docks. But it was such a weird game because oh you my had... god, it's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, it wow. is a thing. Um, it's it was such a weird little pocket. It's like a time capsule because that's technically the only update as well that the 360 version got. They got it as well. The 360 version of FH2 had no updates, no support, and I calculated the statistics on this. You have about a 60% chance when you pause the game and switch car to crash the game entirely. Nice. Oh, so, I mean, <laughs> good enough odds to me. Yeah, but you had Nitrous in Horizon 2 Fast and Furious. Oh, cars. You had a standalone oh. campaign. Um, and in fact, like for for those watching the live stream or the YouTube video, we've got the trailer running right here. And you can see it's Horizon 2 as a base. Uh, you have the family sequence. They're doing donuts around each other. And then it, it's it, you had Dom's Charger. You had, I think it was based around Fast and Furious 6, I want to say. But yeah, it was... God. It's this That's... weird little time capsule. I never really understood why it existed that's so weird uh we have karar today back because uh force was filling in last time uh you guys can say hello to karar today uh, he's gonna stay with us now he's moderating the the chat and the stream uh but yeah we're coming back to the to the topic uh, mm. i was actually wondering because all of the expansions are as you said that like one and done you play it once, you don't come back to it. How how would PGG fix that? How what is the cuz I actually have no idea how to fix the expansions being a one-time thing most of the time and then just people never coming back to them. Hey, like I have two words to solve that, but I want to let you guys have your takes first. Like hey Warner first. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um how would they fix it? Um, I feel, uh, I, I feel like whenever there's an expansion, mm. there's never enough to keep people there. I, if, for example, when you came to FH5 first, there wasn't really anywhere to drift, so that sort of took that out of the question. You go onto the expansions. And there's not really anything for everyone to do. It's always a specific type of racer, i.e. Hot Wheels. You're looking at people who are just loving absolute speed and they just want to go as fast as they can. And then you get to the new the, the, the new DLC, the Rally DLC, and that's for rally drivers. There are roads, but you're not going to put like a uh, S2 car on one of those roads because as soon as you go over one of those bumps you're going to go flying. Fair enough. So it's a little bit like they're only catering to sort of one type of player per expansion. They're not actually catering 
for everybody and giving everybody a place to be. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. It's I like mean, a more balanced design, basically. Yeah. Yeah. My take on that would be, it isn't really a problem focusing on one thing, but what I feel is the issue is because I don't think there's much to do, like so to speak, uh, on the in the main game on its own. Uh, there isn't. There, there is obviously content. There's, there are obviously races, but most of the things you do, you decide uh, what those things are. But I feel like the biggest problem with the expansions is the maps. For the maps are not connected. The, the regular drivers can't go there. Uh, the, the way the, the travel works and the way it's, it, it's like loading, it's just very unintuitive. And I feel like if it was more integrated into the main, into the main game. And if there was a way for uh, for the standard players to maybe access a little bit of the expansion or, or even play online, because uh, the roads are really, really good. I think those are the, the best roads I've driven on in a, in a racing game since I can remember. So yeah, mm. my take is, is I think that is the way to do it. But I don't know, I don't know how. Like, what is, where is the... Because you can't just give everyone the expansion, right? It has to be pay to play. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a good point. It's like the accessibility side of things. Um, I feel like kind of something that and something that's kind of gone over our heads. I think when we talked about this is that when you think of an expansion, you think of a different environment. You think of like a new setting, a new location, or like a new kind of air quote driving challenge right mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what you're thinking alongside the obvious like new cars and new progression um is the fact that pgg while simultaneously like innovating on their own world kind of undercut the proposition of expansions because the world concept like the new challenge um I mean, looking at even something like the seasons when they did FH4, mm -hmm. by doing seasons, they cut out any potential value in, like they did with Horizon 3, Blizzard Mountain. They have the winter for that, and you have winter like every month. So yep. the, the innovation on the world cuts into the value of the expansion, but that's not really avoidable. I think. Didn't everyone hate the snow? Back oh, when yeah. it was released, yes. Because now yeah. everyone seems to miss it, but everyone hated it. I, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is um, with seasons, a great idea, um, but it was kind of forced, like the forced timetable aspect of it, rather than being like localized. I think mm. the problem is that snow is a unique challenge, but there's not enough of it on the map. Um, it's, it's very much confined to the top of the volcano, and that's it. Um, yeah. Some people like snow as well. Like, I'm not going to deny people like the winter enjoyers um, like of the world. Um, I think it was the fact that it became very much a case of dry running, wet running, wet running again, and oh boy, vacation from the game for a week. Like people just didn't want to deal with converting their builds to winter running. It was that simple. Well, yeah, because um, there, there was different metas, right, for snow. Yeah, yeah, different builds, and, like, you didn't quite have metas for the other seasons, but certainly you had a winter meta and a, a dry meta. Uh, it was a weird time. Uh, but anyway, back on topic. Yes. I think it's very simple. Connected map, and you mm. take the same approach. 
Uh, like, did you guys ever play Need for Speed Most Wanted 2012? Uh, did you guys ever play yes, actually. Yeah, Do you actually, remember yeah. the airport expansion and how they uh, did that? I have not played the expansion, to be honest. Because oh, actually, Grumpy said that uh, they connected the maps in the new game, right? Uh, but I don't know how to... How is that done? Because the expansion has to be paid to play, right? Yeah, so what they did, basically, is... Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore the fact that they cut it out of the game originally to sell it back as DLC. I'm going to ignore that for this part. Uh, mm -hmm. But what they did is they integrated into the map and... Basically, they just pulled a like an invisible barrier or like with red X's on the front and just blocked it off. Um, it was physically present in the map. Mm -hmm. It was, in fact, they added a junction in uh, on the highway, so it naturally integrated into the map. Uh, and they simply just like X'd it off with a barrier. Uh, all that the actual like purchase of the DLC was was like a key that checked a box within the game that said, uh, do they own the DLC? Yes or no? If so, turn off this barrier. Um, but what that did is that for the people who didn't own the expansion, it mm -hmm. doesn't affect their experience. But for the people that do, it's way more accessible. Like the rally expansion, like the in-law explanation is they literally say it's slightly above the main game area, right? Like, it's slightly north yeah. of actual Mexico mm. map. So why not have a tunnel road, like, through the, one of the mountains in the top of the map? Fast and Furious style again, going yeah. back but, to the roots. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a tunnel road that goes through, and mm. you come out in the rally expansion area. And in fact, that's the same way that, from a gameplay standpoint, from a game design standpoint, you can basically cut out all the performance issue argument. Now, I'm not a game developer. I don't know. Yeah, just slow that while people are there. Yeah. Yeah, but basically just put like a a loading zone, a loading flag that loads up the expansion. I mean, one of the things they did to mm -hmm. kind of get around that cleverly is they had a long winding road between the highway and the airport, so that allowed the game to unload the normal map and it allowed it to load the expansion map completely in its own little like bubble but you never saw that because you're going around this winding road you don't see the entrance to the main map again at the same time oh yeah actually true hence yeah, me saying a tunnel road thing is i feel like i don't know how the 2012 most wanted was but in fh5 there's so much especially in our community there's so much focus on racing online that i feel like uh, people not being able to access the expansion, but also not being able to access the uh, the custom adventure there, just kills the ra the online racing uh, queues instantly, basically on day one. Mm. And I don't know if there's a remedy to that. Maybe just include I... some of the tracks into the main game and maybe advertise the expansion that way. Mm. I think it's you kind of had to cut your losses at that point. Um... Mm. I don't remember for sure how prior games with that approach did it. I know that some cut the content entirely. So like if you had a non-DLC owner in your lobby, it wouldn't load like any DLC tracks into rotation. Um, yeah. I know that some would maybe have like a DLC track, uh, but only on a random rotation. So you get like a taste of the expansion and what it had to offer. Um, 
Oh, that doesn't sound bad, actually. I There's a lot of ways to do it. It basically just depends how generous they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Because I think online is just dead, even though the, the tracks are so good, right? And mm. uh, what about the splits? Because that's the only thing I haven't uh, actually gotten to tinker with. Do you can I, you use them in custom in custom uh, tracks? You can't, right? The, the, I don't the custom think, flags. I don't think you can. I mean, I, I've yet to tinker with them. Um, well, that's a waste. In a a data out sense, like mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they have any specific outputs. I hope they do. I haven't had a chance to tinker with it yet. I've kind of been sleeping on the whole sim hub side of the equation. Um, but to my knowledge, they aren't event lab available mm. um but yeah it's it's kind of a whole uh, event lab and it's his own can of worms didn't it mm. yeah <laughs> of course it is there's like there's probably so much legacy code uh that thinking with it doesn't seem like a like the best idea hopefully for fh6 uh the event lab is actually done or made from the ground up because now they have the experience right uh maybe mm. Yeah, kind of see. I mean, like, w Warner knows how frustrating the event lab can be. He's watched me build tracks. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> yeah. You've yeah, watched me build tracks. Um, <laughs> I mean, but... FH5 is the is the testing grounds for all the props and, and each new feature. I feel like, uh, like you said, the expansions in other games, there was always this one expansion that tested new features. And I feel like this oh, yeah. time, 100%. the event lab is the new feature that, uh, that they are just expanding on instead of focusing the expansion on those on those new things or maybe maybe the splits uh, come back to online someday we'll see uh, but i think having them in online uh, and coding them for online is a completely different uh, different challenge as well right mm. it, it does seem like it yeah i i think the thing to keep in mind though is that in some sense every single game in a franchise is a test bed it's just that mm -hmm. some parts of it are more blatant than others yeah so for sure. we can look to obvious examples like uh fh4 the lego expansion the accolade system yeah. within fh5 was from that uh you look at super 7 which then evolved into event lab um some you think examples super 7 more... needs to go i don't do you know think, do you think it's a failure no, I don't I feel think like it's a failure. But, the accolades um, are doing their job, right? But I Super 7? Mm. I feel like sure. it was very much like a test bed uh, in the literal sense, like not talking game design type test bed. I think it was literally event lab before event lab. Um, I feel like it's been superseded by event lab uh, completely. Uh, I honestly wouldn't lose any sleep if they removed it but i also know that there's like a dedicated subsection of the community that loves those challenges still because especially um one thing that super 7 has over event lab is the amount of conditions that you can enforce yeah oh, is it more expanded or well it's like you can restrict specific cars with specific builds and tunes mm. um so if you have like a specific driving challenge unless you have like a notepad doc somewhere or you're a creator who can attach it and make it clear everywhere um you can say set up your challenge for a back mono hide on um but you can also unless you set it in the 
like the actual settings of the race like to mm. go in that car you can still have people using different tunes yeah okay. oh, actually true yeah yeah you can restrict like class you can restrict um car but yeah. you can't restrict tune super seven it's one advantage it still has is that you can literally lock the car and conditions down to a t so basically you can so like fm7 and fm7 you can see whose tune everyone has on that seems like something that would be useful in a racing game if you wanna if you wanna race competitively. But yeah, I feel like Super Seven has just been press the right trigger. Uh, people haven't been very um, uh, inventive with the with the rules that they apply. I don't know. I just never. I, I just even forget that it it existed. To be honest, I don't know if you guys use it ever or do it ever, unless there's prizes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Never used it. I know yeah. that in the end of FH4, they made like a high stakes version, which was just harder challenges for super wheel spin instead of a wheel spin. But wow. yeah, that's the so HRA, but worse, probably. I mean, the last time that's the last time I interacted with Super 7. I, mm -hmm. truth be told, I haven't interacted with it in H5, period. Like, I literally have not touched it at all. I got the NSX oh. GT from it. That's it. Nice. Mm. Actually, <laughs> I lie. I may have. I may have done it just because it had like a notification on it because I hadn't touched it yet, but that is literally it. I mean, I love Event Lab and I'm thankful that it, um, oh, I'm, I like Super 7 and I'm thankful it gave us Event Lab. See, the fact I'm interchanging them kind of proves my point. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's for me, uh, obviously that they're, they're not going to take it out uh, because it's, well, truth be told, it, it's it's going to look bad if they remove a feature from a game mm -hmm. um and there would be no net positive to removing it um even if we say that it's kind of got no purpose so rock and hard place it's kind of one of those things yeah you don't know where to like to integrate it into event lab or to have it as a separate thing it's kind of a uh seems like a bit of a dead idea maybe they somehow revive it i don't know feels mm. just not very interesting to me yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> same for ranked right uh, instead of touching it and and i guess fixing the issues that it had just got removed obviously that's a kind of worms talking about ranked uh, in the com in the competitive forza community but uh, i feel like it has to be addressed mm. but yeah. I do feel like if we're going to talk about ranked, it needs its own episode. Just because okay. it's, it, you're Fine. right, it is a can of worms. Um, there is a lot to talk about on that front. Um, I do think that it was a mistake, but also kind of one that they can't walk back from because they pushed that whole casual side of messaging so strongly uh, that it feels, it, it will kind of feel like going back on their word. Uh, mm. But I guess. Going back to the where this all stemmed from, the like the expansion thing, like how do we keep him alive? Uh, I think that having them more integrated into the core experience mm -hmm. would be so much more because it is great content there. I think that it's great content in and of itself. And like I said, the rally expansion, I think in terms of what it adds to the driving, accounting for things like yeah anti-lag and i guess launch control launch control is hit or miss for me um along with the whole map being a really great driving playground i think all it needs 
is just improvements to accessing it. It was in if it's integrated yeah. in the map rather than going through a whole load screen kerfuffle, going to a specific point on the map, hitting basically an expedition button. And just um, teleporting, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like for something that's meant to be like an ultimate driving playground, it feels very disjointed, the expansions mm. compared to the core experience where everything else is very much, it flows into one another. You, and, and, but, yeah, Warner? You, you say about like joining the maps with, for example, a tunnel or something. It gives them an opportunity to create like, say for example, a mile long tunnel and do a drag strip through it. Uh, I mean, wouldn't it maybe mess with the loading times a little bit? I mean, just, I not if it's like maybe. integrated into the game. And as Saki oh, said, yeah, if, there's if there's just an X there that stops the people who don't have the DLC going through, but if you do have the DLC, it opens up the drag strip to go through the tunnel, and then you go flying into the new map, and then it sort of all just loads and pops out. Yeah, maybe mm. add even like a like a very small part for for yeah. people that don't have it. But yeah, I, I, to be honest, coming back to I'm sorry for interrupting you. Uh, I was gonna touch on touch on um, launch control because I feel like it's a very big step back, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me, but it removes any skill from launching the car, any skill from the like it it doesn't really it makes the race starts less interesting. And yeah. uh, mm. it is nice for keyboard players, of course. It's nice for power builds, but I mean, now you need even less skill to drive them. And uh, the only good thing that it did was remove the, the layout nine trick. You guys know about that one, right? So that's the only yeah. thing that, that, that it did. And I don't think it was even intentional. I was going to say, know. I would be inclined to agree with you if the fact that uh, layout nine trick didn't exist mm -hmm. uh but even then like looking at it the question you have to answer is um like does everyone have a fair shot a good start which is what launch control fixes for keyboard players and also is it better than a like a really good launch manually yeah oh kieran actually said that it makes it worse for keyboard second gear because second gear launch was better uh, layout nine trick for the yeah. person for the people that don't know is uh, used to s you you could get your uh, car launching quicker. I think it, it had to do with the clutch. Uh, yeah. yeah, with the clutch, the car wheel spin less if you swap to uh, custom layout nine, uh, and then you could just get what 0.3, 2.5 on the on the first HRA challenges. I think Hoki tried it actually, and Hexter told him in chat, and he was like, oh. Now I can get gold easily. It's okay, I'm fine. Amazing. How do people find these find these little like tricks and stuff? I actually got it after reinstalling the game. I moved the game to my SSD. I never did the trick, and I I just got it for some reason. I don't know how that works. But nevertheless, it's fixed. Uh, but how do they find this? I don't know. Yeah. Just a lot of testing. I think it's the same concept yeah. is like how do speedrunners find out that sneezing in this particular corner and jumping in this specific way nets you 300 miles an hour in car like ordinal speed yeah. you just mess around drag racers yeah I'm you, sorry. you just mess yeah. around you you tinker with stuff and then 99 of discoveries in speedrunning but or even just in general mm -hmm. um is just messing around with stuff and saying oh that's cool yeah yeah 
I mean, it's the same. Just people like to find out why why their game isn't working as intended. Because some people got worse launches. Uh, same for uh, I think weather conditions, right? And blueprints. Some people were wondering why certain blueprints are different from from others. I think Grump yeah, Grumpy did some testing, and the tire temps are actually different uh, when you restart the game as opposed to uh, restart the blueprint as opposed to when you load into it first. So those are just those little things that people were like, wait. Why am I being slow? Yeah, why am I being slow here? The times isn't they aren't different for reloads, uh, for like restarts. They are different for each time when you load the blueprint. There's like a, I guess there's a there's a pool of times probably, like a couple skyboxes, because I think for uh, RHEC round two, or round one, uh, I think there was one skybox where Porsche was like three tenths slower or something. It was when the first couple of corners were all in the shade. Yeah. Everybody sort of struggled for grip, but as soon as you loaded in and you saw that first corner was in the sun, and then as you go up the hill, you're looking in the sky and you're like, I've got no clouds. This is the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I... on the quick one. Hmm. If you want my guess, I I think that, um, and this is like just my guess for how the, like the time of day, the weather and stuff like that works, is... Think of a wheel, or like a whole pie. You have set points around said pie. So like top middle will be like sunny. Bottom will be a storm. Left will be, I don't know, like rainy, but not quite. You have cloudy and all the other stuff in between. What I think happens is when you pick, say, sunny, you have not necessarily that specific point but you have like a range so if you had like a number line between one and ten um if you pick one technically that can be anything from one to 1.499999 etc i think that's what's going on i think it's picking within the day and night cycle say if you want early afternoon that can be from like 1 p.m. till 3 p.m. Yeah. You have a band that it kind of picks from. If if I had to guess how it works, I think that, like, and just sort of speaking logically, I mean, in, in an ideal competitive world, we, we'd want that to just be one point, right? But yeah. you, of course, look at the casual side of things and you think, well, it's, you kind of like those micro variations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, for people that don't know, because uh, someone asked, that time of day actually does affect uh, temperatures for tires. Especially, that, that's the reason why every competitive race is uh, set to, I think, early afternoon clear, if I'm correct. Because the skyboxes yeah, for that so. are the are the best, the, the closest together, which is, it's still an issue. And it, like Hexer uh, told me before, uh, I think it's an issue for FM7 as well. Uh, but yeah, if you do it in the night, it's even worse. And especially dawn and dusk, I think. Th those are just mm. terrible. Rain, the same. Uh, so yeah. Again, for the people that, that don't know, it does make a very big difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm just purely spec... Sorry, Warner. If you... You said about the rain. If you do it for the rain, because it's a different time of day, would that mean there's more water on the track than at another time? Yeah, and in different Therefore, places as well. Yeah. And oh, in, oh, so in the puddles five, get bigger. 
Yes, and I think for FH5, it's um, it feels it feels like it at least because we did we did a race in the rain against ATR, and it felt like each one of us had a different uh, had different conditions when it comes to rain. That was just uh, I don't know a bit demotivating to be honest. Mm. But yeah, I, that's I why think... people don't do rain races. Yeah, I, th I think that like having that kind of lockdown or even just like a, a setting um kind of like with a uh, rolling and fixed uh although that is also kind of broken in its own way for the same reason um and also i want to stipulate i am just speculating and trying to form my best logical guesses of, of how the millions of lines of spaghetti code that is fh5 works oh, yeah, of course. um but i think that you could easily solve this with um i say easily i've just talked about spaghetti code um just give us an option to set exact times you can set bands um like early afternoon night dusk dawn or you have an advanced tab which you can go into and set like the specific hour mm -hmm. or yeah. set the specific like, like sky level, yeah level of rain mm -hmm. uh the specific temperature right i mean it's fh5 it's not gonna go that deep uh, but the level of granularity the more you can control the more competitive it is like the less external factors you have the better a competitive environment it is that's kind of what it boils down to yeah i wanted to say uh that that's not what the devs seem to be going for for the horizon series but it's the same issue in fh in fm7 so maybe you do have a point actually maybe giving giving people more control would be nice uh, I don't know if how that how that uh, messes with the code because it does seem like uh, a lot of it is very intertwined and it's it's difficult for them to change. Mm. So, yeah, maybe yeah. some maybe someday we we have it consistent. Mind you, that ties into that whole wider system and uh, conversation of well, the fact mm. we're stepping into a new engine. Um, like if you've ever heard the term, what was it like developer debt or something? Yeah. It's like, yeah, fixing something the quick and easy way uh, versus doing it properly. You do it the quick and easy way, you get this developer debt that kind of hangs over you that eventually you're going to have to stop adding new stuff and slow down and fix the jank. What I think has happened, and I'm not saying here that they've slapdashed it together and done it very cheaply. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you have a lot of back-end conflicts and as you've built up this engine from all the way technically Forza Motorsport 5 as you've built that engine up through every iteration there's going to be stuff that doesn't work with the new stuff and mm -hmm. then that new stuff as it ages is going to get superseded by more things and eventually even by trying to be as well behaved as possible you've got a load of this jank behind you a load of this cleanup you have to do and that's why I'm kind of hopeful, like more hopeful than I have been for previous games as looking at the new Forza Motorsport, uh, is because by moving to a new engine, you basically wipe the slate clean. You have a new slate completely. You've got none of that debt hanging behind you. Mm -hmm. And why I don't think we see as ambitious of features or like tightly integrated features as we want to see is for that reason. So with Motorsport coming, a uh, new engine, 
they have effectively in the same way that uh, you look at the Counter-Strike, um, the wider esports scene in Counter-Strike 2, they've removed all of that jank and basically jerry-rigging the old source engine now that they're moving to source 2. It's the same I mean, this one here. is a bit, it's, it's not new either, but yeah, the point stands. Yeah, it's, it's not a completely new engine. Um, it is fundamentally an iteration on what's come before it. Um, but I mean, in the same step from like source to source two, um, you have the same fundamentals, uh, but it's a lot more uh, compliant with modern standards. It removes a lot of the old jank and it ten tends to be a lot more modular. Um, I think that uh, the new Forza Motorsport is kind of the same approach. It just, it cleans up the old guff, uh, hopefully a lot easier to work on. Uh, so going forward, and where they touted the new Forza Motorsport to be a much more longer term experience and esports driven experience to the point where they've got rid of the number. Mm -hmm. That kind of says a lot about how much they want to commit to this game. Do you think it's going to be like a maybe game as a service thing that they want to keep it up for longer and maybe just turn it into maybe an esport again like they tried with, with uh, FRC, right? I, I think they will, and I hope they do. Um, Shoutcaster bias, commentator bias. I hope they do. Would be amazing, actually. It would be good. Uh, yeah, wheel support, like proper wheel support, because uh, let's be honest, the wheel support in FH5 isn't the best, and FM7 is even worse. Even though uh, in FM7 already there are many uh, scary wheel players. So the thought of them maybe making it act an actual uh, an actual alternative rather than just giving yourself an aneurysm while trying to drive with the wheel. Uh, maybe that will bring in new players. Just with GT7, just like with GT7, because I think people forget that uh, Forza Motorsport uh, is kind of supposed to be a Gran Turismo competitor, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and GT7 is, is... I think it is better on wheel, vastly, right? Yeah. Especially with the tire management, fuel management, and they do have dynamic weather, uh, which I can read from chat that is actually buggy a bit as well. But it's a step in the right direction, and GT7, while having a, a, a very rocky launch, I would say as well, uh, it's gotten better, I think. So maybe maybe they take some inspiration, you know, and just, uh, just hmm. yeah, make the game good. Yeah. Mm, I'm very I've... looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, I think that the approach of having a single game you support for longer is the right one, especially as we move into kind of like the current industry as it is, where mm -hmm. you have less new games, but you have more games that are supported for longer and like people keep going back to. Um, I mean, I'm going to rope in a ton of other like esports here, uh, like Rainbow Six Siege, that's on year what eight of support now yeah i mean league of legends is like what 15 yeah league of legends <laughs> like 10 15 plus um, maybe yeah whatever cs is only getting a new game after 11 years and that's been supported the whole way through and it's the still whole... the same game yeah it's just like refreshed mm. Mm. yeah it's, it's fundamentally the same game uh just tidied up and cleaned up as time has gone on i mean Counter-Strike in 2012 and Counter-Strike in 2023, they look worlds apart, but fundamentally they are the same game. 
if it ain't yeah. broke don't fix it and i think that going forward with the new forza motorsport i do hope they take that same approach they're very much gearing up for that same approach it in well kind of a fashion we've maybe got accustomed to uh, it may start off kind of iffy make us start off kind of weak um it's going to have issues every game released today has issues but i'm optimistic like i said more than other games in the franchise previously because with this fresh engine with this fresh start with the drop of the number i have a lot more confidence they're going to support it for a long time mm. yeah and that's what makes and breaks an esport yeah i'm way more optimistic about the new game than i used to be to be honest even though we didn't really get any new information it feels like them waiting uh i'm inclined to believe uh or like I'm, I'm making myself believe uh, that this is not a sign of things going, uh, things going bad, and it's a sign of them just taking their time, making the game good, making mm. sure that this time uh, the launch is actually is actually smooth and it goes well, because I feel like that's that's their last chance. Even though I I haven't been around for long, it does feel in the community that this is their last chance before people just move to other games or even to Sims, because a lot of people have used have moved to Sims, right? People yeah. like uh, obviously Hydra, people like uh, Eclipse, um, even people who moved from FH5 to FM7. It's just a lot of people are uh, or many people are experimenting with with other games. Which yeah. is not bad, because everyone is waiting for the new one, and maybe they just come back. But it, it is interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, we're hoping and coping, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. I, I, feel like the, I, feel, I feel like the launch of a game is so crucial to how the game is then sort of played over the next two weeks. So if you take Forza Horizon 5's mm -hmm. launch, it was janky people weren't getting into convoys people were disconnecting it was really all over the place and i feel that's what sort of drove people back to forza horizon 4 for a bit because there was less people on the server so it made that game more stable oh, there, there was and, a moment right that, like that right yeah yeah there was right at the start for the first sort of like couple of weeks it sort of it was hype for about the first five days and then it sort of died down a bit and then as they brought back expansions like we said earlier everybody comes back they play the expansion and then they sort of just go again it's it's very up up and down all over the place but yeah, the I, launch is so crucial for a game like this and i agree that it is it's kind of the possibility is supposed to be endless and if you think about it it is but there's no new features to support that, to support the player uh, ingenuity. There's like, what, new props for Event Lab and that's it. It's obviously a very powerful tool and we as RH, because uh, we're planning to move to the new game, especially if it's good, uh, we're going to miss that that Event Lab side of things that the builders aren't going to have, have work to do. Uh, but yeah, that's how it is. And with... How many tracks? There's like, what, 20 tracks uh, for the launch? Could prove difficult to keep the game interesting, but maybe they uh, they probably will keep adding stuff, so... They will. 
they yeah. they will and i i think kind of to that point um before we dip back to the one we were on before mm. i do think they still can have a decent map creator uh i think that they can have it was it gt6 um or was it i know it was one of the ps3 games um for grand turismo series but it had a map creator um and it was basically just like put you in a field um mm -hmm. they they could yeah could basically just like put you in a field uh you have these same event lab pieces or even if they want to be really fancy uh they can almost use like a ground sculptor kind of thing uh, like yeah. you have a brush um there's a lot you can still do just because it moves to motorsport doesn't mean it has to necessarily lose that it just means that in terms of the grounding in terms of the setting um you're not going to have that same base it's going to be more work basically yeah, i was going to say city city skylines moment yeah just literally <laughs> sounds like that i mean yeah it's with with the way the <clears throat> the new games are excuse me uh evolving it feels like that shouldn't be impossible to implement so maybe i don't know maybe here's hoping to to uh for a good game this time yeah. i mean i don't i don't think fh5 is necessarily even bad to be honest mm. because i wouldn't be playing it still if it wasn't uh, at least like a good game in its core it's just the the whole you know the feature pack yeah i think uh, it's, it's a bit what separates uh horizon and why people keep coming back even amidst like jank um is that at its core and you see this a lot with modern games the core game is brilliant like yeah. the driving the driving in horizon 5 is like some of the best in the market right now like, it is second to none and it's that same thing that i kind of in the back of my mind, I worry that they'll focus too much on wheel for motorsport because I think one of its greatest advantage, uh, its advantages, is that you could still be good, you could still be like competitive and play mm -hmm. that game with a controller. Hell, to the point where Forza RC, when that was running back in like 2017, 18, 19, that was on controller. There's I mean, no assists on understandably. controller, and it, it was great. I think it's something really unique that you can't replicate with any other game and if they're going to make it an esport they need to keep that in mind they have a great advantage with that accessibility angle i think that's the one mm -hmm. thing that set them apart the most yeah that's that's kind of what brought me into into horizon as well uh i was looking for a racing game to get into because i used to be a test drive unlimited enjoyer you know i still think it's one of the best open world games not even racing, just like one of the best games that I played. And the accessibility of me not having to buy a wheel to actually, uh, for the game to actually feel good and for me to feel quick. Mm. Uh, yeah, the accessibility stuff, it, exactly what you said. That that it just draw, drew me in. And here I am, I stayed. Here, here's hoping, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that, the, the game could lose its, its accessibility for sure if, FM, if FMA focuses too much on the sim aspect. While I think that this is a good thing uh, for the majority of, of, competitive, of the competitive community, a lot of casual people or a lot of more casual people than us uh, could consider not moving to the new game at all. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a balance. balance. Yeah, it is a yeah. balance. To so just satisfy both groups. Although, 
the competitive community seems to be uh, the main focus this time, even though we had a lot of talk about the visuals. Uh, maybe this time we get some, we get treated, you know, to do some, to some uh, good mechanics. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. We yeah. will. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Cautiously optimistic. Word of the day. Um, of I'm very, I'm very glad that the new engine is coming in. I'm very glad that that we are seeing some features uh, that are getting in, added, improved. Uh, so like track surface temps, different compounds, um, stuff that we kind of take for granted in other game, uh, in mm. other games. Um, it is good to see it finally here. Um, but and I also think that all right, just just head cannon here. <laughs> Forza franchise revival plan. Motorsport releases. Okay. Uh, launch may be a bit rocky because I think there's two crucial periods for a game nowadays. You have the launch and then you have three years after the launch. If you're still supporting the game three years after, even if it flops, people will come back. I think that's in fact what happened with a lot of competitive games. Uh, yeah. You had its initial period. It didn't quite launch the best, but they kept working on it. I mean, No Man's Sky is like the Phoenix example. The shiny oh, example yes. I heard um, it's really good now. Oh yeah, oh, it yes. is. Uh, I mean, I, I got back into it, and even though the updates broke, like some of my builds, like my end game builds, and it is a load of fun still. But yeah, mm. you support the game, continue to support the game, um, and you basically nail the launch of motorsport. And even if you don't, you commit to that long-term vision. People start to turn around. In that time, you have Forza Horizon. Um, I'd say stick to numbers with Horizon. I think that's the mm -hmm. one case where you don't want an indefinite world. I agree. Um, I think that having the different locales um, rather than like a singular connected experience, like there's two connected. I know this completely runs against what we said with the expansions, but that's like within the same universe versus trying to branch entire games. It's, it's a bit too far. Um, yeah. But you have Horizon 6, Japan, New lighting engine. You can oh, the properly... Japan. Oh. I, I look, I, I know everyone's <laughs> been talking about Japan since like Horizon yeah. What 2. Um, but I think that if they were to do Japan at any point, Horizon 6 is your time. You will have the you new think? engine. It will have the ray tracing Jedi magic. It will, yep. in terms of looks and to the casual market it's appealing to, it would be... It, it would be the the Sonic Adventure 2 of <laughs> that's such a bad example. Oh yeah, you know you know how big of a challenge would it would it be to actually meet the expectations people have for a Japan map? I feel like that's that's such an impossible task to me. Okay, hear me out. Half the know. map you just port Fujimi Kaido and remaster it from Motorsport 4. Okay, that's a <laughs> that's a big brain idea. Okay. Fujimi Kaido was incredible. Fujimi Kaido is iconic. There's a reason we're still yes. talking about it. I mean, it is going to be nearly impossible to satisfy expectations. We get that. So at least I really think it's make a, it a love letter. Yeah. Ah, I don't. I a love letter is one thing, but I feel like people will complain even more because for most of the community, uh, since they have been talking, as you said, uh, since uh, Horizon Two about Japan, it will be a lackluster for people. Even though it might be really good, you know, 
it will still be some something will be missing for people for people just yeah yeah it's Im impossible to impress like here and stuff mm. yeah that, that's yeah. that's fair i just think that if there was ever a time to do it that would be your time that would yeah. be your ideal chance like really sort of showcase what this engine can do um don't play into like full accuracy uh, but just make it fun Mm -hmm. have some neat callbacks i mean like i said for jimmy kaido i i think would be a a home run honestly like everyone is gonna complain i mean people complained about mexico people complained about fh3 hot wheels like we said and it was one of the best things ever um it is fundamentally going to be the case that everyone is going to complain about something mm -hmm. but you make it like a proper just like heartfelt entry you bring back the kind of story style and you can sort of play into that almost like midnight club-esque approach mm -hmm. uh, bring yeah. back the horizon one style of like having rivals um you have just a a heartfelt love letter like you acknowledge what you've done you want to make it like the best callback and the best not nostalgia bait, but like the a little like bit. a best a little bit nostalgia bait, but it's like a best hits album. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like with a piece of art, when you put your heart and your soul and your passion into your art, whoever's playing it can't help but feel it. But without going deep into it, as we said, uh longevity for the game in 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 you know, in ranked or uh enhanced event lab features whatever uh that would be that would be the main things for me to keep the game alive because you can make the best game but if it doesn't have end game people will just stop playing yeah that's true you, you kind of need to have an end game and i think i am semi thankful that in a way and this is going to sound completely backwards but mm -hmm. i think if we did have a better end game we also wouldn't have half the community developments we've had so true in a roundabout sense yeah. i'm thankful that we didn't have an end game but overwhelming majority is like yeah if we had an end game we wouldn't have to have worked hard as like we wouldn't have to have worked nearly as hard as we have <laughs> so it's a it's a win but we would have less work because we obviously love getting more work or giving ourselves more work like legends queue wouldn't be a thing probably uh which i've i think i mentioned 51 times now counting the last episode uh but yeah yeah i don't know we'll see what happens yeah i mean we wouldn't have like all these developments with like rh you wouldn't have fundamentally team wars as a thing yeah. even though the yeah. game did have ranked it didn't sort of satisfy that itch yeah um you wouldn't have basically a fundamentally built our own race control you wouldn't have street wars uh you yeah. wouldn't have uh fighter coming in as basically like a content and oversight agency i was gonna mention fighter actually you wouldn't have nearly as much yeah like, i was gonna i was gonna mention the elo system that they like, soft launched i want to say because it's not it's not launched fully mm. with the q a that they did uh i mean i want to say they because I'm technically in FIDA, but I haven't really touched the, the ELO thing. Uh, yeah, it, looking at it from the back end a little bit, 
peeking in, you know, uh, and overall feel of it. It seems like it might be the next big thing for Forza Competitive. If enough communities actually uh, enroll in it, and I heard stuff about AR12 and Aoki Hoshi, so we'll see. Ooh. It might be big. I don't know if you guys caught that, the, the, the launch of... Uh, you probably did. I was running the OBS, so... Yeah, I, uh, I of course. The launch. I very much caught the launch. I, ca yeah. I caught bits. I caught bits and bobs. <laughs> what did you catch? Because I actually, uh, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of of the the live stream, but have some information from before. I've I saw... seen the, see the borders, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw the borders. Yeah, I saw, uh... I saw the borders. I felt like it was a little bit like Rocket League borders, but yeah, <laughs> I saw the borders. <laughs> I, um, that was a bit of the inspiration. I, <laughs> it was, it was, but it's, I've, it's, they came out pretty, pretty well. There was a lot of discussion about those. They came out mm. pretty well. Uh, no, I will not, Hugo, not this time. Uh, I think the way you get the mm -hmm. sort of safety rating and things, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't, and, I don't and... really know how that's, I mean, I, Technically, I know how it's supposed to work, but yeah, yeah uh, I cut you off. Please, please go on. Please go on. And sort of the way you race teams. Um, so the higher up, I, I, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Like mm. it, it's just really interesting. There was a lot going on with how you gain your own personal elo. Mm -hmm. Try not to lose it at the same time and try and have the like safety rating of how safe of a driver you are yeah. there's, I, a, I, there's a lot going on the specifics because i i caught that bit of the stream uh i think there was like a fixed range of safety rating that you could have the, the highest was i don't know uh, talking out of my out of my ass uh like one or whatever or like five uh and once you get to that high to that highest point you stay there until you do something, until you DC from a race, uh, more than, uh, I think it's, what, more than twice in a row or something like that? Or, uh, I, I don't think it was specified clearly, I think it was more like, yeah, it might work like that. Uh, yeah, 120 max, okay, subject to change. 120. Yeah. Uh, no. plus if five you want the cliff race. notes, if you want the yes. cliff notes. Oh, you have um, them, that's even better. Cause, well, uh, I I mean, I, I know, remember, because I, I was there for the whole thing. Um, the numbers aren't final. Um, yeah, but that's what I thought. It's like for for the sake of like arbitrary discussion, when we were mm -hmm. talking about it. Uh, it's like you start on sixty, you go to up to one hundred and twenty. Every race that's clean is like plus five, and then like objective infractions. So you have penalties, you have time, uh, you have like grid drops. That's doesn't touch safety rating because mm -hmm. with that yeah. the punishment is self-contained it's within that separate league um and that's yeah. at the discretion of said league um okay. the only time safety rating would be like dumped is when you have like big infractions like big offenses so yeah. it'll be things like uh, intentional ramming uh it'll be things like um pushing someone out of a C cp um it would be potentially disqualifications it would be things like people consistently disconnecting um like mid-race or like rage disconnecting consistently uh because it's 
meant to rank how safe you are as a driver mm -hmm. to race against and that includes like your actual presence on the track um so without wanting to get too deep into it because i mean it's still in discussion yeah. uh you have your safety rating that basically constantly ticks up the more races you do and only drops when you have a big oopsie or consistent amounts of oopsies um i'm more excited though personally the whole fighter elo thing while we're on the subject i'm excited on what doors this opens up because you have a Me too. lot yeah. of potential with this i mean it could revolutionize like a few formats i know that uh when it goes live street wars is basically re being rebuilt from the ground up oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it being rebuilt around the system? Because uh, we talked about it last time about Team Wars testing new formats in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so I see Street Wars is, is kind of doing the, the, the same thing. Yeah, well, I a sneak peek. I mean, it, it's Street Wars. I of course I'm gonna be biased because it, it's my baby, uh, but it has its problems. It has its problems inherent to the format. Mm -hmm. uh, like there's some things that you can't avoid there's going to be things that you can't like really account for like your edge cases say for example where you've got the two tiers someone um, is considered like, way faster than the competition but they're not classified as pro tier how do you make a case for moving them up to the top tier uh, you have someone who is like pushing to uh, do HRA courses and then the side effect of that is that if they get to like legend gold in hra uh then in their tier two because they're going to be pulled up to tier one but if they don't have someone mm -hmm. to somewhere to land in tier one that's a problem like there is stuff that you can't really avoid um and for that reason uh when elo comes in we're going to be changing a lot like for instance mm -hmm. say goodbye to tears yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna that's ask. That's the biggest thing. Where you guys? Like, yeah, you're, you, you, because I, I think I talked to you about that. That mm -hmm. I think that really broke the kind of, uh, the practice together with your worse or better teammates culture. Just doing the same regs, you know. Yeah. Because I feel like, the, the the discussion, like you, like a couple of people said, mm -hmm. uh, was around some people just getting DNF'd by the better players, but. That's mm. what the system was for. You were supposed yeah. to have a limited number of better players, and then the rest would be the worst one, uh, the worst ones, mm. or like the slower ones, uh, so to speak. Yeah. But people, I, f I feel like people expected to be able to race with everyone, even if they're not in pro tier. Mm. I think the problem and the kind of issue we found, uh, why we came up with the system, bit of background context, why we actually came up with that system is because we were stuck in a rock and a hard place at the time we just come off a of season one uh we in fact deliberately did not advertise to team wars uh yeah. because what we didn't want to happen is for us having this format and mm -hmm. then everyone comes in from team wars and in between actual team wars races street wars just becomes team wars 2 electric boogaloo yeah. um that was the problem we were trying to fix um the problem was by the end of season one that was starting to happen 
and we effectively needed a way to where we were trying to aim for more casual style um like more casual friendly uh entry point into the competitive community uh we wanted to have it so all the team wars guys can come in and still have like good racing fair racing um that won't be well for lack of a better term boring because if mm -hmm. you go against a super easy team uh seal clubbing ain't fun and being seal clubbed yeah. ain't fun um so we had to come up with something for that while also giving lower skill drivers a chance to like have a racing environment put it through their paces um and while Didn't that it wasn't make ideal, the problem bigger because that you just it, it kind of cut off the the slower people and made made it so the pro tier was basically or is basically team wars but more casual for the team wars drivers that just want to race yeah randomly. like it it, it kind of did um it kind of did in its own way mm -hmm. it created a new problem uh where you're right the pro tier basically has become uh team wars too and um, for leaders handling two teams at the same mm, time yeah bit. and in fact i think that's why uh I wouldn't be surprised if um when you have like these two tiers mm -hmm. teams might try it out and then say actually you know what it's not the stress of work working two maybe even three teams it's not worth it so let's downsize um, yeah so it did create its own problem it was the best solution i feel at the time uh because we were starting to get complaints flooding in of like seat like seal clubbing it's like what's the point of being here if if we're just gonna get clapped around by the biggest team um and that was basically a i don't want to say knee-jerk reaction because there was still a lot of consideration but mm -hmm. i feel like we could have come up with different solutions with more time uh, I mean, hey, not on our side, but you're going back we, to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But now that we actually have, and this is why I personally am probably the most out excited outside of the actual like core development team for fighter ELO. Um, why I am the most excited for it is because now we will have the means to actually like have the original vision in the first place. Like yeah. you remove, um, you remove the issue of seal clubbing because it's like it's de-incentivized through elo you're like naturally encouraged to drive against races of your skill level but you're not hard locked away I right, that's the approach and where we know we need to fix things um and i'm super excited for fighter elo to come out because that means that we can properly well just do it justice because i think everything else outside of the tier system i want to say works pretty well yeah i i yeah. that was kind of our idea with the with the redacted boys or the rh boys uh when going into into street wars it was a bit of a uh so we want to race together but we can't really be in a team wars team together because team wars is team wars and we are scattered around different teams obviously and we were looking for a way to race together, to learn together for the boys that are now in Team Wars, in, in good teams, uh, or just getting better in general, uh, to learn together. And that was the opportunity that we that we saw in it. And mm. it worked out for the races that we did. And to be honest, the biggest strength of Street Wars, I feel like, and I, f I feel like Team Wars is, uh, are starting to uh, catch on to it a little bit with the championships, uh, is that in Street Wars, 
once you get challenged, you have to race. Uh, there obviously could be rules around how late the, the, the race can be after a challenge, but this, the simple case of you have to respond or you lose automatically generates races. Because, yeah. yeah, it's it's easier to schedule, so to speak, or easier. I don't want to say easier to schedule, but the race will get scheduled. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a very that's a very strong point of, of Street Wars in my mm. eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, just... I, I I will say that um, like that is probably something that we're most uh, happy with is that the fact that um, we do have like consistent we do have consistent racing. Um, mm -hmm. It basically, uh, while I'll be honest, we don't always stick to it. Uh, where we have in the rules, like you have to respond within X time, we have to set up regs within X time. Um, do we stick to it? No. Uh, but the fact that you have to respond well, to do, it right? means... It's just with the scheduling. It's yeah, been the like, scheduling what, is like... A month since yeah. we got challenged and mm. uh, the regs are out, the race is nowhere to be seen. So maybe restricting that and that would actually make it so uh, people are racing when they're challenged. Mm. Like, it's a, it, I, I know you guys know that. So I'm really looking forward to, to sticking with... Because I really want to run the race in Street Wars with the boys mm. again. We just, yeah. we just, we just told, uh, we just said, yeah, screw it. Let's just all go to, to the pro tier and and lose every race, but have fun together, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the tears is both. It was both a good solution and the worst problem with Street Wars right now, because yeah. um, yeah. everything else, like the the stream of activity from the existing teams is good. Uh, like the blacklist has been running like a dream in my opinion. It's actually really good. I, uh, uh, blacklist is a really good concept. Yeah. The, the only thing I'll probably change, I'll, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. There will, there was a temptation to change the name because you have street wars and then you have street wars, the competition. Yeah. So for a time, change the name of the a, server, right? Yeah, like oh. we were throwing around a couple ideas. Um, we never settled on one in the end, but mm -hmm. it, it was thrown around. Um, but I think that besides the tier system, which is probably the most contentious, and we were, I'll be honest, looking around at the time mm -hmm. uh, where you had uh, other leagues uh, with div like divisions and like legend i mean like hell like legends cup you had like top seeds and bottom seeds and that was yeah. like a lot more formal structured um yeah. i was actually we were looking around at that, that but later yeah. yeah i'll let you finish i'm sorry <laughs> we were we were looking around at stuff like that and uh thinking well all well, these guys are doing tier systems why can't we um but came to learn that it, in our case because of how different street wars is as a competition kind of introduces its own unique set of problems mm -hmm. mm. yeah that's true that's kind of what we because we figured in rh or in the previous project when splitting drivers into divisions we figured it would be a good way to uh have everyone compete for something uh, even if you're lower skill level which obviously made sense to us and it's all it's also easier to manage three divisions of less drivers to manage one big one i think mm. so at least uh with heats maybe it maybe it wouldn't but we're not gonna know so we don't know what we're missing my point mm. is uh the season has come and 
again, we're facing the same issues. I don't want to say issues, but we're facing the same challenges of moving people that are getting better or are proving uh, to be better or worse uh, than, than their placement time, moving them around divisions. Uh, for example, Hooper, uh, a player that is really good at hot lapping and he's running uh, with one tenth of Mars right now, fastest lap. Uh, he is struggling with consistency. So where do you put that person? It's, it's an endurance series, uh, but he did show his best pace that he can do. So assuming that he can do it consistently, and I feel like we should assume that because mm. people can practice however, how, like how much they want. Uh, we should technically move him up, but we are kind of on the on the fence with this. Same for people like Tempers, because he's just a temp team wars driver. Uh, people like Julinho, they are top of D two right now, and we're struggling to to find a balance between moving people and just keeping them. Because if we move everyone from D two up. Like who's gonna be left to race in D2? Someone else is gonna dominate. Mm. That I, I have that problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can be one to have that problem because I I I sort of had like I'd say a unique sort of like problem where mm -hmm. I I was I qualified third in D2. Yeah. Heat one. And then you moved five guys up. And then I everybody else was in the 26s and there was only only two people in the 27s and I was one of them in the 27s. Yeah. And I was sort of thinking to myself, why why am I here when everybody else is doing like 26.6 and I'm doing a 27.2? I said and then I looked at the D2 heat one times and where my time sat I sort of would have been top sort of like top 5 drivers. Mm -hmm. But it would have been but it would have made the action better because I would have been in there with them. So mm -hmm. where you have the top four drivers, add, for example, me into the mix, and it could have made D2 Heat 1 even better because it was being casted. Mm -hmm. And it, it's sort of like... It is li literally where do you put people based on yeah. their sort of mm -hmm. qualifying because you have to think of, oh, they're quick enough for Heat 1 but they're only quick enough for Heat 1 Div 2. That's not being casted, but you also want to promote really good racing, but you don't yep. want them to stomp the lower drivers. So I can see why you moved me up, but it was also like, oh, but Deerplot just ran away with the win. He just went, <laughs> and that was it. But he was running on average 27.2, and that was what I was running on average. So it could have been like the Justin Amar situation where one of us is slightly out front and the other one's trying to catch. Yeah. Mm. So it's what you're so, line. Yeah, how do you how yeah. do how do we counteract counteract sandbagging? Yeah, exactly. That is the challenge that we're faced with. Because because it's not like in Sims where you have your ELO because everyone races a lot. Uh here you have people who haven't done team wars, here you have people who uh, aren't doing team wars anymore or aren't doing other competitions anymore. There are not new competitions popping up, of course. Uh, but there, are, there was a mention of prizes, and I don't think that's an incentive, uh, or that's counteracting sandbagging. Uh, I think it's actually the other way around, because if you get moved up to D1, say you get moved up to D1 because you're top 5 of, of D2, 
you're not going to be competing for prizes anymore realistically unless you jump up to top of D1 uh, instantly. Uh, whereas for D2, we, we counteracted with no monetary prizes for D2 because we yeah. figured that would be the way to, you know, stop people from just sandbagging down, sandbagging, you know, yeah. being a bit a bit slower than they should. Uh, we just have in-game prizes because that way we treat D2 and D3 as divisions for people that are learning and that want to get into D1 or just want to get some nice racing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is an issue, yeah. I think that's an issue, though, that you have with every single league that has any form of division. So, like, oh, for got, sure. You've got Racing Haven uh, with like its its divisions. You've got Street Wars with its Tier 1, Tier 2. Of course, we don't have monetary prizes. But like you said, I think that encourages sandbagging more than de-incentivizes it if you're on the cusp. Um, I'm actually going to steal a idea from our live chat here uh, for those who are on audio only. Twitch.tv slash Racing Haven. You can catch these live every Tuesday. So, uh, 7 p.m. GMT, shameless plug. Uh, every other but, Tuesday, yes. Every other Tuesday. Uh, but I'm actually going to have a look and almost like a relegation match. So here's here's the thinking. I'm going to adapt slightly from our live chat. Uh, you have maybe like a, uh, a mid-season point. Uh, and then the top four and bottom four of each like coinciding division so you could have top four of div three go against the bottom four of div two top mm -hmm. four of div two go against the bottom four of div one and from that you can basically reshuffle the edge cases based on that alone that's not even accounting for fighter elo like you can maybe make a case for with the safety rating um you can say that all right you are if you are only like 60 or like 50 safety rating you are hard capped at div 2 but that kind of introduces pace problems um yeah i think that yeah, maybe having some kind of uh like a, a relegation or like reallocation race maybe just like to break up the mid-season um could be something cool it, it could be something cool yeah maybe some off maybe some not not really off season but like midweek events to boost up your safety rating to be able to race in the main. So let's say you get moved up to D1, but your safety rating is not sufficient. Uh, you have to do some other competitions. And obviously it would be nice to get to a point where there's there's competitions weekly or every couple of days, but uh, it's FH5 we're talking about here. Uh, so that might not be the case. Uh, but yeah, as you said, just having something in for the drivers to do in between. Like Legend's Cube maybe. Uh, that could amount to more safety rating and then being eligible for for the for the main event, right? But yeah, it's a, it's a hard balance. Again, everything we we're talking about today is is a hard balance. Again, I don't know. Or but you yeah, just the, treat the everyone to Final Destination, no items, Fox only on Smash Melee. Yes, exactly. But oh, I actually <laughs> I I do like the relegation race idea. I think we had that uh, before. We just didn't know how to handle it and just kind of left it in the dust for the time being. Okay. Maybe. Maybe soon. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, Gulag 1v1 for Division. That could work. <laughs> like, un unironically, like, we, could mark, we could mark drivers that are eligible for relegations or promotions and have them be like, okay, this race, 
uh, it matters what what total times, what results, of course, counting incidents, uh, where you guys finish. And if, say, the guy from the lower division is quicker for, than the guy from the higher division, they get swapped around. Mm, yeah. That's like a, you know... Yeah. Or, like, again, I'm going to take a chip from uh, the live chat and say, Grumpy, just, you get all the relegation guys and get them to Q-Sync into an Eliminator. <laughs> yeah, welcome to RH stuff beating, by the way, because that's that's what the brainstorming is like. <laughs> this is kind of just formed it into is a little bit. RH staff meeting. <laughs> yeah, apart from the obvious uh, housekeeping stuff, this is what we talk about. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, so look behind get, the get, curtain. Get cozy. Yep. Yeah, a, a, bit, a bit of a look behind the curtain. And and obviously, it's not only RH. All the uh, all the servers try to improve, like Street Wars, you said, like Team Wars. Uh, looking for feedback, uh, trying to test those new formats. Uh, of course, I think I heard that they're going to be testing them after the ELO is, uh, the ELO system is like up and running, but I'm, uh, I'm stoked to see. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm very, or uh, Street Wars and Team Wars, because I feel like they're focusing on Fida a little bit, which mm -hmm. is a good thing. It's one thing at a time, you know, not like, yeah. not like us sometimes doing yeah, uh, yeah I've got idea. this grand vision of like when fighter elo drops um and we're opted into that uh it, it will almost be like a street wars 2.0 it'll, it'll take what works it will drop what doesn't um yeah and it will kind of be a lot closer to season one because i think season one for all of its foibles and like operational issues mm -hmm. that worked I think that really... Oh, I loved it, yeah. That really worked. And I kind of, looking back at it, uh, it was a necessary move going to the format we have now, but I also regret it in some ways. And, like, to give it the fair credit, you... I, I mean, I, I gotta first say, like, shout out to the team. Like, you got Yoi, Tomika, Chango, Mike... Um, got mango uh, we had quack for a while uh, you've got so many people involved on the back end that just keep it all running and make it work and make the magic happen because uh, i'm a busy guy like hand of god isaiah um it just like the, there is a lot of people involved yeah and of course it it, it makes the dream work so i love those guys to bits i love them all to bits and um now we have a case where we're at a turning point uh we recognize the problems um of and what works and what doesn't so i think when fighter elo drops street wars is is gonna finally hit what it was meant to be from the start yeah. and to the people yeah. who have stuck around the patience is very we're very thankful for the patience so <laughs> we'll make it good and i guess in terms of other things to look forward to um, just, I guess, tie, tie a nice little bow on things. Um, what else do we have to look forward to in the scene? The next race space episode in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even... <laughs> <laughs> uh, even that, no, like, the, the second round, I thought you were going to say. Second oh, round? of course. Hello? Huh? Yeah, of course. It's a vanilla track this time. And uh, it could be interesting. The cars are... I mean, they did 0.7 in testing. Uh, I know it is, it is a bit... Uh, they did 0.7 in testing. People are doing 0.6s already. So we'll see how everything develops. Uh, 
I don't envy people in the Merc. So we'll see how the race goes. The, the long left-hander, if, you, if you're gonna watch the race, for anyone that's gonna watch, watch the race, the long left-hander is a bit... It's a bit interesting in that car. It doesn't have turn. Who do you think's eating good? Um, I just want like your, your guys' thoughts um, based on the kind of track it is. Who, who do you think's eating good? Okay, um, Mars is in the Mercedes, so that's an issue. So Mars, yeah, Mars is eating good again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which car? Which car though? If you had to pick, if you were to just jump in, uh, which whichever car you forget the the car restriction. Warner, can we agree that track, it's Ford? <laughs> I uh, for Ford seem Ford, Fords are a little bit OP on that track. Oh, it's not yeah. OP. It's just easy. It's it, just very it's, simple. It's easy, but also the Ford is fat. That's going to be hard to get by on a very narrow track. Yeah. That, that's going to be I hard. You were, I thought you were a Ford fanboy. Ford GTS one, isn't that your? Oh. Isn't that your favorite car? Yeah, yeah. I'm on a uh, Ford GT. Yeah. I'm on a Ford GT. <laughs> You're going to be watching your career with great interest, Werner. We'll I can't see. do the double left-hander. I'm bouncing <laughs> off the wall and everything. I'm all over the place. Don't touch the outside curb. Don't touch the outside curb. On I'm in struggle You'll town right now. <laughs> You'll be fine. You yeah, got of course, you, you can expect everything from us, like the usual works. So, of course, yeah. we're working on the second round as we speak. But of course. we've got all Catch the cast of... with Sapi and Connie, of course. Yeah, so you've got the usual usual trimmings. You've got D1 Heat 1 with myself and Connie. Uh, you've got D2 Heat 1 with Hand of God and El Samu. Uh, you've got all of our surrounding content. So, like, you definitely check out our YouTube uh, where we've released the highlights. We've released top onboards. Uh, we'll, of course, have our usual works of things like track guides and all the magic and all the trimmings you've come to expect from us but i guess for now um barring maybe say like because you've got a few team wars races coming up i think it's it's kind of a good point we're, we're at the we're at that kind of point yeah, we we're eating to, good we're looking forward to round two yeah we have we have three races coming up but there's been no confirmed dates just yet all right then we'll look forward to those I'm, I'm looking forward to, because uh, you, you've got what, TBR, VGLG, BBATR, mm -hmm. and FIDBC. I'm looking forward the most kind of towards uh, TBR, VGLG, because that's kind of a, not a sore spot, but <laughs> in the same way, it's like I, I have both sides of the fence and the keck popcorn at the ready. Ah, Probably. of course. Yeah, I want to I wanna catch that one. Uh, it could be interesting. I haven't watched TBR race for a while, so it could be interesting mm. for sure. I, yeah. The sooner we know dates, the better, because, I mean, if I'm not going to be watching, I might see about racing. Oh, ooh, that's a rare, that's a rare sight in sappy racing. Comeback oh, race. Could be. I 12 hope. to, like 12 to first on dirt. I beg. Like okay. Well, that, that's going to be cool, it, folks. So, uh, for those who aren't aware, we say, have these episodes every other Tuesday live on Twitch.tv. We, of course, have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so definitely check us out on there if you're on the go. Uh, thanks to the audio onlys, thanks to live viewers. Check us out on the YouTube as well. And with that all being said, and the plugs and the rounds ups, it's been a pleasure. Same pleasure. time two weeks, boys. Always. Same time two oh, weeks. Oh, yes. Have Same a good, have a good week, boys. Everyone. Yep. Of good luck to everyone racing in round two. Have a good one. And good luck, everyone. See you next time.